Welcome in to the Soren Sports Podcast. Today, I am your host, Braden, and joined by always is with me today is Alan. You know, and today we're going to be talking about something uh, a little more somber than we usually talk about. Um, it's the It's been a year since uh, Kobe Bryant has passed away, and today we're going to talk about his legend and just talk a little bit about him and do our best to... Uh, honor him today as we talk, record and talk about him and so before we get too far into it alan how you doing oh i've been pretty good Brendan. um it's been what do you say it's been very interesting now that we're both uh actually myself and my wife now are both t- tested negative from covid and really it's just great that now we get to go for a walk like we did today and just enjoy beautiful weather right now like it's just the rain that's been killing us. I love rain, but after two days, you know, you're just like, I want something new. I want, I want some sun, sunshine, you know, but it's been great now and killing it. How about yourself? I know you have some, some great things that have happened for you. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're complaining about your weather. I, I trade rain in a heartbeat for uh, this snowstorm <laughs> that we got going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Driving in snow is a little bit harder than driving out on a, a rainy road. They're both kind of dangerous, but uh, black ice is worse than what you get with the rainstorm. Yeah, I do agree with that. I do agree with that, absolutely. So uh, I'll take rain any day up here in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, life's on the up and up. Uh, just trying to deal with the fact that uh, BYU-Idaho had some... Uh, server trouble the past few days and trying to work that out with the uh homework and quizzes yeah Um, i know i know that i know that uh, got a recent promotion at my uh, day job so that's exciting and you know it's life's going pretty good yeah that's good and by the way you can get your free discounts on dairy products but you have to travel (laughs) to idaho to rigby to go get some so He'll give you a discount. Just mention, you know, Brayden. He'll get you a discount <laughs> on milk, <laughs> eggs, any dairy product. He's your man. I'm telling now, you. Now, now, Alan, you better let everyone know that it don't work that way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as much as I'd like it to work that way, it don't work that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Just, you know, you know how I got to do it, you know. Anytime you but get yeah, a- you, If y'all are in the area and want to come say hello, just come to- on down to the grocery, the only grocery store that's in the Rigby area, and come say hello. But uh, yeah, so Alan, I think it's about time we uh, get started on this uh, somber subject today. Let's uh, kind of start off and go f- remember where we were when we found out that news. Well, we're both in the same place. Um, we're both at church and. And I don't know how you found out, um, but um, I was on my phone, well, like always, um, and and the guy was giving a class, quick class. I don't remember what they talked about at church, but I got a message from my sister. And the thing was, she she told me, hey, uh, is it true that Kobe died? And I was like, give me a break. I don't know what you're talking about. That's fake news. Like. I'm not, no way. And, and so I let it brush, you know, like, just like, oh, okay. And then like 30 seconds later, 
she's showing me the report from Google, like, hey, Kobe died, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, no way. But then once I saw ESPN, 10 seconds later, once I saw ESPN, ABC News, um, Fox News, everyone reporting it, then I was like, no way. Are you kidding me? Like, I thought that it was just a dream. I thought that it was just a hoax, but it wasn't. Um, it was, I just stood in awe for probably that whole, that whole day. That was the only time I was just like, why? How? A lot of questions that some we couldn't answer. Like, probably, I don't think we're not going to answer for a long time. And if ever. Yeah, absolutely. And then the crazy, but crazy thing about it was, I'm like, where's Lori? Where's my wife? Well, my that time, my girlfriend, but now wife, where is she? Does she know about this? Because her, like, like, her favorite player, like, the guy who she admired and is one of the reasons why she not just became a basketball fan, but also was inspired by, by it. Like, does she know about it? And she did, but she didn't want to cry during the class as well. Cause she, she was also at the church. And once I told her we went for a walk, it was raining. Like she, she did cry. Like it took, it took a while. And then, my dad called. I asked him about it. Like, it was like, it just brought a shock to all of us. And, and the thing, the crazy thing about it, and, I, and this is something that I, I'm still like, wow, how did this happen? Like, the week before he died, we, we went to Los Angeles for my cousin's wedding. And she has never been to Staples Center. So we... And so after the wedding reception, it was basically a 10 minute drive from the wedding, which is in the chapel in, in downtown LA to Staples Center. And we saw all those statues. Like we talked about, we're gonna see a statue of Kobe Bryant outside to next, the following week, Staples Center being full of people, full of like can, lighting their candles, jerseys all over the place or should I say Kobe jerseys, and it really, like, it made me think about, like, what, like, Kobe meant. Like, uh, obviously, like, even though I never rooted, I never cheered for the Lakers, but it just made me think about, like, all those Kobe jerseys. Like, like even if you were not a Laker fan, but you admired his competitiveness. You admired, like, his drive. Because, like, you could tell, like, even if you put, even if you put three or four guys on him, he was still going to find a way to score and win. That, to me, it's, like, like, unbelievable. The work ethic is, it's just, I would say, Jordan-esque, I would say. And I think hit like seeing hit like his passing the way it happened um it it took a while to get over that breathe a bit and i think also like it's just a loss that 
like you rarely see like at at that age and also the stage that he was at in his life mm. yeah no you don't see it that often yep at all <clears throat> yeah you know like I know for myself, like, I was sitting right next to you, um, and I think I was just scrolling through the typical sports news stuff, because I'm pretty sure there's a, there a lot of games going on that I was trying to get caught up score-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, was, I wasn't as into hockey and basketball then as I've become. But uh, so I was like following baseball trade rumors, following free agent rumors, just seeing if any baseball stuff had signed or any baseball news had come off. And uh, before I could even find anything, I remember first thing I saw before I could even find any baseball stuff was uh, the Kobe Bryant uh, passing away article. And I was just like, whoa. You know, because, like, even though, you know, like, up until recently, I would have described myself as, like, a casual basketball and hockey fan, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, not necessarily fair weather, but if something was interesting going on, I'd look into it, see how, what was going on. And so, you know, like, obviously, I knew who Kobe was. Um, anyone who is anyone in basketball that follows basketball or even if you didn't follow basketball, you knew who Kobe was. And uh, he was just such a part of the L.A. community, like, and L.A. really felt that loss, you know, and it, it, it was it was hard on a lot of people. Um, maybe not so as it wasn't as hard on me, you know, like I said, because I just wasn't as far into the basketball world as you and your wife were. So, like, obviously it stung a little bit. I wasn't nearly as affected as a lot of other people were, but. You know, that's mostly just because I wasn't as into basketball then. You know, I didn't grow up watching him play. I I can only ever see highlights, really. So I didn't cause I didn't grow up watching him. I grew up watching the NFL and baseball. You know, that, that was mm-hmm. most of what my sports consumption was up until fairly recently. So, like, I didn't get a chance to see a lot of him his playing days or anything. Obviously, after he died, I started watching all of his highlights reading a lot of the stories and you know there's some of the favorite images I have of him that have circled about since and yesterday really as we're recording on the Wednesday of 27th of January which is kind of like the day past the year anniversary of its death like one of the more favorite images I had that I saw was one is him standing or basically standing next to NJ on the court both breathing heavily and they, they I believe the story is they had like some competitive like trash talk conversation and uh I believe MJ ended up coming out on top as MJ was bound to do I mean MJ was towards the end of his career Kobe was just starting but that showed you how competitive Kobe was is he was willing to take on MJ all on his own you know not many players in that era would even think about that, you know, like, and like, I feel like just because of that, that puts him on a different level, a different tier than LeBron today, or even 
MJ, you know, is, you know, like he, he just had a competitive fire that was unmatched. And, you know, like at the time of his playing, you know, you just, if you're not a fan of his, him and the Lakers, you, you hated him. You did not like playing against him. You, you didn't like him as a person. You didn't like him as a character or as a player. You just did not like him, you know? And so for the longest time, that was kind of my image of him was because, you know, like all you hear is he's not a good guy. He's not a good guy. He's, he's a good basketball player, but not a good guy. Well, recent as everything was going on, I started looking more into him and like, sure, you know, he didn't start off great, you know, like coming out of high school into the NBA, like that's not an easy thing to do. And there's a, a bit of a maturing process he had to go through. And so I think because of that, a lot of people kind of judged him a little prematurely, but he, he became someone who eventually would just start helping people and just help the league and different players, different people all over the world. Like he became a motivational speaker. Um, He basically became a part of the LA spirit. And that's a good segue into what my next favorite image of him is, is the 2018 world Dodgers Red Sox world series. And that long game of 18 innings, basically they played two games in one night. Um, there's a in that game uh, Yasiel Puig hits a home run that ends up tying the game and it would remain that score for the next what 13 innings or so but once Puig hits that home run you can see in the broadcast and in pitchers after the game one of the first people you see standing is Kobe Bryant you know so and he had a Machado jersey on, like, he, he, he loved it. And he was in it. He, he was celebrating with all the fans, turning around, high-fiving people, just screaming his head off. And, you know, like, that, for me, is when you're an athlete of a particular sport, right? Let's say, you know, good example is with, especially with what Colorado sports do. So that's what I'll refer to here, like, you don't see, I don't know if you see it as much in other markets, Alan, you'll have to let me know. But like in Colorado, like you'll see all the teams support each other on their season's opening day. Um, you'll see Colorado Rockies players show up to basketball games all the time and do like uh, kind of like how you'll have people do ceremonial first pitches. They'll yeah. do like ceremonial tip offs or like free throw shots. Um, um, you, you'll you see, see that everywhere. Um, like I've seen it, I've seen like several Red Sox players go to a Celtic game. Uh, I've seen several, like even Cavaliers when the Indians were in that world series against the Cubs, you saw after the game games, it was game seven, they had their game and then they would come and watch game seven and LeBron was there along with basically half the team. So it's, you, it is, it's, it's common to see that around, around, around the nation. Yeah, you know, like, and I think that's a good thing, you know, like, because if you're in a certain market, you got to be able to support one another. And that's what Kobe was doing. Yeah, he no longer was part of the Lakers organization as a player, but everyone in L.A. knew him as a Laker. And yet here he is. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he went to Clippers games per se, 
but he went to Dodgers games. I'm sure he went to LA Kings games, you know, like he, he was a part of that sports community. He was a part of that fan base and, you know, like a lot of the sports world mourned his loss, you know, cause he meant a lot to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that truly you mentioned him reaching out to everyone. Like the thing that amazed me was like, and we both will appreciate this is his gift of tongue, you know, like the guy being able to speak, what I think he spoke up to four or five languages. Like he was so unbelievable in communicating with the international players that he had. Like if, if he knew he had a teammate and he spoke like, for instance, he had a teammate that was Slovenian, but he played in Italy. He will talk to him in Italian or with Pau, it was Spanish all the way. Like he knew what language to communicate. And even like he, even uh, I saw there was an interview that Luka Doncic that he, he talked about Kobe and how he, he talked to him in Slovenian about a certain play, how to, how to do this. And Luca was astonished by that. And that made you realize his international impact. Like he spoke, if you spoke the language, he will talk to you in that language and will let you know about it. And that really, to me, was impressive because like it really goes to show like he really cared about his teammate, even though others will say, oh, because of this, how he played. No, like him speaking the language really tells you he does care about you and he really like wants to reach out and even reaching out in the women's game of basketball. Like he, he was such a vocal proponent on it. And to be honest, I think that's, that's the one thing we're going to miss. Like even his own daughter as well. Like she was just starting like, and when I heard that news that she was also in the crash along with the other seven people, it was just like, what? Like she was just barely starting Uh, that like I even cried more when I heard that and and it really like like his outreach for the women's game like it it would have taken off I think it still should take off and hopefully the players of today are like hey check out the women's game invest in the women's game because that's only going to make make basketball as a whole better and that's the legacy Kobe in my opinion, left him reaching out in languages and also in, in reaching out in the women's game. And like <clears throat> the fact that he could speak Slovenian, which is a Slavic language, like that in and of itself is impressive because those languages, they're hard to learn. Yeah. You know, I'm currently <laughs> yeah. studying Russian and I, I still struggle with it sometimes. Like it's mm-hmm. not easy, but you know, he, he's learning it fairly well or he was able to learn it to a point where he could talk to those athletes, see how they were doing, talk to them in that language, talk basketball with them. And, you know, I don't know if he could necessarily say, talk about the weather or stuff like that, but you know, that's, that's something that's nice about a sport is once you get in, it helps when you learn a language about another culture, if you involve it in something you're familiar with, it makes learning it a whole lot easier. It makes learning it mm-hmm. a lot more interesting. 
and it makes it more fun to learn. And so I'm sure Kobe had that in his back pocket as he was doing so. Yeah, he was just one guy that really he he knew how to reach out. And I think in his course or not, I think I believe that in this course of his career, he learned how to lead. He became a leader and and really like like we all talk about like he played for a long time, but and we all talk about like the end, you know, the beginning and the end. But it's the journey that makes it better. It is like what happened in the middle, like the climax, you name it. Like he did struggles. We've seen several of his struggles. He even wanted to get out of Los Angeles just because how the Lakers were for several years, like not, not competing for a championship. But I, think, I believe he learned how to deal with adversity and eventually – Boom, the Lakers went back at it again and and really added more chapters to the Laker history. And mm. I don't I believe that had he if he would have gone somewhere else, who knows what would have happened. Like I think I don't know. Like I, I don't think no one will answer that question, but uh, hopefully someone can answer it. Hopefully I'm wrong on that, but I don't think like we would have not talked about the Lakers the way they are now if Kobe decided not to stay put in L.A. No, I don't think so either. I think that's a fair statement. Like, I, like just think of it, the way we talked about Cleveland now with, since LeBron's left. Like, we don't talk about them fa- favorably, you know, like – and I'm sure there's a period of time after Kobe left that the Lakers were talked about that way once Kobe retired. Um, but that's just because they they were struggling to rebuild their team because they had to build it around him. And once he was hung that up, he was everyone was like, "Oh, what what's going to happen now?" And they kind of I wouldn't say they were at the basement of basketball, but they definitely were were dormant for a while. They yeah. weren't making playoff runs. They weren't making playoffs at all. So, like, and they, they still weren't easy wins for a lot of teams, but they, they just didn't have that edge anymore, you know? And mm-hmm. it's – and that's kind of how we look at, look at Cleveland right now. That's kind of how we look at Chicago in the years that MJ's been retired. You know, like, once you – no matter what sport, when you have a player like that, maybe less so in baseball, but when you have a player like Kobe, like MJ, like LeBron, um, it, it makes it harder to, to replace them. I mean, let's look at, you know, like other sports for a quick second, you know, like except baseball is a lot harder to say because it's more, you can't have one player just affect the entire team the way you can in other sports. Um, but like in soccer, I'm sure there's plenty of examples we could, we could name Alan. You'd probably know more about that and could name 10 examples right now if I asked you to, um, like once Messi leaves Barcelona, Barcelona is going to have a hard time when Ronaldo retires, Juventus and Italy is going to have a hard time. Like it's 
when you have generational talent, it's it's important to not only build around them, but also realize they're not going to be here forever. So you got to enjoy them while you can, enjoy their mm-hmm. their games while you can, and then while it's good to reminisce, you always got to prepare to look forward too. And I think that's what the Kobe's legacy is for me. It's always continue to look forward. You know, like even when he was playing, he he was looking forward. He was looking at okay, what's best for me right now? What's best for this team? What's best for my family? And I don't know if you could say that early, but on about Kobe and Kobe's career, but definitely towards the latter part, you know, that's what he was. I think you could say he was doing fairly well. Yeah, like looking ahead, what's next? And and the thing was that a lot of people were saying, "Oh, what's Kobe gonna do?" Like, cause he was someone. Everybody thought he's going to miss the game so much, but he found other ways. Like the man, the, like won an Academy, won an Academy Award for a short movie, Dear Basketball. Think about that. Like, and I, I don't know if you've seen it, check it out. Like, it's just wonderful how he talks about the game. Once an Academy Award, the projects that he was doing, like, it was just unbelievable. Like it, it's, it's gone to show that hey, like there's more than just basketball, and then also, also being a dad. Like that's just like incredible seeing, seeing the the side of Kobe. Like that he realized it's okay to have fun. It's okay to, to joke around, especially with your family members. Like because those moments like that, won't go away. They'll be there forever. And enjoy them every time. And I know he did. Living life to the fullest. And I think that's the one lesson I learned in all the coverage that I saw or that we saw that, sun- that, that Sunday raining day. And it really, like, it really shows how just, just seeing that number 24 or at number 8, we're going to think of Kobe. And that's another thing, his jersey numbers. Like, that when, when he switched numbers, I was like, why would he do that? Why? i never seen anybody do that. Probably Michael. But, but then as his career closes, you, you begin to understand. Number eight was how he started. And when he switched it to 24, it was like, that's how I'm going to be the best. And that's how I'm going to end. Being, leaving us the best. And it proved to me like, okay, we see both sides of Kobe as far as his basketball career is concerned. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree to that. You know, like, it's not often in any sport you get a player change their number unless, unless it's for, you know, it's an organization they change to has that number retired or like they they uh, just are doing something out of respect for another player, but you don't really see them change it like that. And mm-hmm. that that was significant that he did that. Like, and the only other player in recent times that I can think of changing his number is Bryce Harper with the when he went over from Washington to uh, Philadelphia, like, and. He changed it out of respect for uh, Roy Halladay. You know, he 
he wanted Ray Halliday to be the last one to wear 34 for the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, I'm sure there's other examples, but that's the only one that I can think of in recent times. Oh, okay. Yeah, I unless forgot you can about think that of, one, yeah. Unless you, you know of other ones, but that's the only one I know of. Yeah, I can't think of another one like that either. Uh, but I think really what he did doing that shows you like his whole basketball career, like his first half and second half. And I think really like you couldn't ask for anything better than that. And no, like you couldn't. And another thing that I would add is like you mentioned it in the um, in the Tommy Lasorda episode. You're like you can't always hate on the guy for what he accomplished, like because you're mm-hmm. rivals, you know, division rivals. But in my case, you know the rivalry between the Celtics and the Lakers. Like long, it's been a long history, long histories rivalries that have gone physical. Think about that physical rivalry, and. I never thought I would get to see that. I thought, okay, like you would see it on film highlights. My dad would show me several of them. We would watch and be like, man, that I wish I could have watched that. You know, like, and this happened when he was 15 years old. And then fast forward to like both the 2008 and 2010 NBA finals. Even though we faced each other twice, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I got I got to see my own version of like Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird, Kobe Bryant versus Paul Pierce. And obviously Paul Pierce being my guy, like let's go, like let's let's beat the Lakers. Like and let's beat the Lakers. It wasn't let's beat Kobe. Let's beat the Lakers. And the joy that happened and also the the pain of losing to them. It just like that image of seeing Kobe walking like on the scores table, yeah, like that screaming. Like every time I see that, I just cringe. Every time, like, oh, don't show me that. Or don't show me Kobe running to half court, like at like when the buzzer sounds when we lost by four. Like, do I cringe about it? Yeah. But now looking at it, it's just like like I was, res- I respect the guy. Like he, he did struggle that game seven. I thought we had it, but I, Kobe did other things like his defense. It got, it really showed to me like, okay, when it comes to winning a title, if I'm not scoring, I'm going to help my teammates by playing defense. And they stepped it up. And I look back to that game. I'm just like, like, it still, it still hurts a little bit. My wife likes to give me a hard time on that, but it's just, it's just really like, that's another thing that he did. Like he brought back that rivalry, you know, like it was like one of those, let's go. We're ready. Like we're going to beat you. Even in the regular season, we're like, we want to beat these guys. We're going to beat them. I don't care who you are. And it was just one of those. And even though it died down a bit, but it was just one that rivalry. Seeing that now, it's like, yes, again, let's go. Like, and I think that is something like even my dad and I, I, I told them this. Like, I got to see my own Celtics Lakers, and and hopefully this continues on with LeBron and Jason Tatum. We don't know how long it will take, but 
I hope this can continue. And I really thank Kobe for that, for bringing that competitiveness in the rivalry, but also the respect that comes into it as well. No, exactly. Like, whether or not you're on the fence about him as a person or as a player, like, in the end, you don't necessarily have to like him, but you do have to respect him. And unfortunately, I feel like in this world, there's not a lot of people that can make that distinction. There, if you don't like them, you you don't respect them either. You know that's we're we're looking at that with the NFL and the Super Bowl right now. You know, a lot of people don't like Tom Brady, um, which is fair enough, but they definitely are not giving him the respect he kind of deserves in a lot of football circles. And that's, that's not fair to him. That's not fair to other people that enjoy watching him play. You know, I'm not one of those, but I do recognize, you know, he, he's a talent you don't see around every day. Yeah. It's just once a generation. And like, you just got to tip your hat, you know, like we do in baseball, you tip, you tip your cap, you know, you're just like, well, you did it, you know, congrats. You know, that's, that's, I couldn't have done that, you know, and the fact that in the NBA, if you make it at that level, straight out of high school in the the States, you know, like that just shows how talented you are, you know, and that just shows. And when you look at what he accomplished, he's, he's accomplished quite a bit. And uh, it's, it's insane to think about too. Yeah, it, it truly is. And and I really I don't know what what else to say. Like it's the tributes like that he got the even even watching the the piece that ESPN put together on on the twenty sixth um, Tuesday and then even on Sunday, my wife and I were watching and she said like every time even she says, every time I see Kobe's last game, it's too hard. Like, it's very hard for me to, to watch because, like, I, you never think that would happen four years. Like, that happened April 20, 2016. And you were also – it was also headlined with the Warriors breaking the, the Chicago Bulls' all-time winning, like, win, winning record, which is 72. They had 73. The Warriors, like, there were two things happening, like, and you never thought four years later, like, five years later, we don't see Kobe Bryant anymore. And it's just, like, it's hard. Like, like it is hard, and and it's just um, one a death that I don't think a, a lot of us, I don't think we'll not get over, but I know for sure that – he will live on, and he will obviously live on, obviously, in the Hall of Fame as he will be enshrined this, this year. And, and really, like, his career will go down as one of the best. And I don't know why he's, Kobe Bryant is not mentioned in the greatest of all time or GOAT conversation in, in the NBA, but I think he should just because he wanted that. Like other players in his era, they were being labeled, oh, the next Michael Jordan. 
But Kobe was like, no, I want that. Because he talked like he had that Jordan mentality. He, he wanted to know everything about everybody. When someone does that, it just goes to show you, hey, he just wants to be the best. And he wants, and that's the Mamba mentality. Like you, you want to be the best, you got to work for it. Nothing will be given to you. Yeah. And, you know, there's two things that I think are really cool that started after <sighs> Kobe's passing start pat news came out, you know, like the hashtag girl dad came out um, in honor of Kobe. Yeah. Where, I did see that. And, you know, that's exciting, you know, like, Dads should be proud that one, they're a dad, and two, that they have the chance to raise the next generation of strong women in this world. And, you know, that's that's an exciting opportunity. And Kobe did not take fatherhood lightly. He he loved his kids. That's what's very evident when you look at a lot of his life and his family life. Like it was evident he loved his family. And then and so that that's a cool way to honor him. And then I think the next thing that you and I remember fondly is anytime you crumpled a piece of paper and threw it at the basket trash can, you'd yell out Kobe. You know, oh, I yeah. don't know if, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if uh, during uh, MJ's time in the league, if, you know, like our parents generation uh, would yell out MJ as they would do that. Or if kids now yell LeBron, but for us, it was Kobe, you know, and, yeah, I, absolutely. I and I did grow up with that. Be, yeah, I think. yeah. I only probably said Kobe doing uh during the trash, do, do, just crumbling the paper during on the trash can. I probably done that. I've done that several times. Like I'm not denying that, but I think it's just you just have to say one one letter, Kobe, and everybody knows who you're talking about. Like, and he's like up in the echelons when it comes to just. One name, like all you have to say is M- Michael. Everybody knows who you're talking about. Kobe, everybody knows who you're talking about. Even Pele, everybody knows who you're talking about. Or Diego, or Maradona, everybody knows who you're talking about. Ronaldo or Messi, LeBron. That's all you. You don't need. There are times you don't even have to say the last name. Just one name, your first name. That's all. And that shows the impact Kobe even made in the world, like language and then even his presence in China as well. Later on, it's like, like unbelievable. And his shoes, like I wore his shoes. I will tell you that. And it's because they were cool shoes. I thought, oh, he makes shoes. I did not know that. And I tried them on. I felt pretty comfortable. And, and I think those were probably one of my favorite one of my favorite shoes, I would say. And this is coming from a Celtic guy. I love his <laughs> shoes. And and I think really, like, he, like, he will he'll go down as the best. And I think more people should be encouraged to use number 24. Like, use it. And the more people use it, then the more it's going to honor Kobe Bryant and what he has done. Yeah. You know, you and I, a while back when we were talking about Diego Maradona, we were talking about whether or not, whether it's a good idea to retire jersey numbers. 
And obviously, the Lakers have retired both numbers eight and twenty-four in honor of Kobe. But yeah, like so, just so have right, the Mavericks. Yeah, but like, I think a lot more teams will will keep those numbers, and that way, players who want to have that number to honor Kobe, and that way, will will do so. You know, like kind of like how we see players all over the place do that. We see it with Maradona and, and uh, FIFA. Tons of players wear 10, you know, Messi's one of them. Uh, both, both of them hail from Argentina. So I'm sure there's a connection there that Maradona inspired Messi in a lot of ways. Um, you know, like, I know a lot of players in baseball who are of African-American descent wear some form of 42 to honor Jackie Robinson. Um, When we talked about Roberto Clemente, tons of Puerto Ricans wear Roberto's number. So like the fact that you can wear that number and have someone to be like, look up to in that sense with that number, that that's almost, I think, I think I'm coming around to your argument where, it's, it's a better way to honor that player, I think. And it keeps their legacy going. I mean, yeah, it's a good thing to retire the number too. It's especially if you, that with Kobe, with what he meant for the Lakers, like that re- retiring his number was obviously, I think the right thing to do for that organization. Um, just because he meant so much and did so much for him that, they felt that no one else should be able to wear that number. So I'm, I'm okay with that. But like, I think around the league, don't retire those numbers. Let other players who are from your and my generation now entering the league, who were inspired by Kobe, wear those numbers. And if you're on the Lakers, well, you got to figure that part out. <laughs> yeah, I know. And then obviously um, even the NBA All-Star uh, MVP, the, the trophy is named after Kobe Bryant, the Kobe Bryant NBA All-Star MVP. Like that's a, I think that's also great because it, it even gets to show like, Hey, even in the All-Star game, I'm still going to come at you. And obviously you, I don't, you, you got to see the All-Star game last year. I, if you remember, like it was competitive, like it was like intense. And I believe if Co- Kobe was alive at that time in February last year, I, you would see him smiling. And I know he was smiling because he wanted it to be competitiveness. He wanted it to be like, okay, you want to win? You have to go through me. And that was just, to me, tremendous. I hope this year's All-Star game is that way, the same format, because that's when you got to see, okay, the players step it up. That's where we get to see who they really are as basketball players. And that's what Kobe brought out of everybody. And, and it really shows that, Hey, if when you beat Kobe, a Kobe Bryant led team, which is mostly the Lakers, you're going to make the finals or you're going to win the finals just because he's going to bring it to you. And no, even if you're seven, three, like Yao Ming, I don't care. I'm going to block your shot. Like, that's who he was, and and that's how it is. Like when, that's why I'm proud. I'm 
I am so happy that the All-Star game is going to be that way. And the more it is, I think the better the game it will be, the All-Star game. And then players will go in into the second half and be like, okay, like, bring it on. Like, it's not going to be in a cakewalk. And, and that's what Kobe left in the game. Like, not, 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 nothing easy. Leave it all out there. Yeah. And that's, I think, where we'll end today. Like, he left it out, all out there. He, he gave everything he had to not only play the game in a way that he felt was the right way, and but even afterwards, he gave everything he had to progress the NBA, to progress the WNBA, um, and the international aspect of both games. So... And he just gave it all he had. And I think that's the attitude we all need to have in life is whether, whatever we do, whether it be, uh, you know, what you and I do as a is podcast, you know, whether it be, you know, we want to become really good at being a programmer or we want to be really good at being a writer. Don't sit on the fence. You know, that's if you sit on the fence, you're not going to achieve your goals you have to be able to go all into it and i think that's what mj and that's what kobe teach us absolutely i couldn't agree more more on that absolutely well uh we'll go ahead and end today's episode there alan um there eventually we got a lot of like i keep saying to everybody we got a lot of good stuff coming out for you um so keep staying tuned for all of those who have been listening this month, we thank you. Um, we're we're getting a lot of a lot more listeners, and we're just we can't express how great grateful we are for that. So, if you like us, please share us with your friends, share us with your family, um, share us with fellow fans of these sports. You know, let's let's talk about a, an aspect of the game that doesn't get talked about too often, and the international impact these games have. Um, I think our next episode we'll talk, we'll, we'll record and publish Alan will be the one where we go through and we sit, how talk about how sports in, interact with uh, international relations. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll dive in into that and really talk about the, the impact sports has on all around us and not just in the U.S., but also every border around the world yeah and so if you guys are interested in that you know that just background for that before we get to little preview alan and i our our college degrees are in that field of international relations so that's kind of why we started this podcast and focused it the way we have and that i wouldn't say we're experts by any means but we're that's how we know a little bit about how and we're we're doing we've been doing a lot of research into it as well as to how these sports interact with international relations. So we'll do a, a whole episode on it. Just talk about it and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So keep tuning in. Um, if you're not caught up with any of the episodes, tune in, download it. We'll, that way you'll hear us and there'll be more coming up. So just sit tight and enjoy the ride. Here, here. All right, everybody. Let's uh, let's keep that 
Mamba mentality and let's let's move forward in life, guys. Let's move forward. All right. <laughs> Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Thank you.